0: sometimes we have a hard time working on who we need to become because we have a hard time identifying what we truly want. And When I say identifying it, I'm saying taking it out of your head, taking it out of your imagination and putting it down on paper, articulating it verbally, and dare I say, even telling somebody else. Like you get to dream. You have permission to own what it is you want out of life. And once you do that, then you get to sit down and say, okay, based on what I want, who do I need to become? Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Today, I'm going to break down to you three ways in which you can become so that you will understand what's required to develop the traits that are necessary for you to achieve your goals. Because here's the thing. We all have goals. And what I suspect is that most of us have access to the resources, the tools, and the information necessary to accomplish our goals. So then the question becomes, why are we not accomplishing? Why are we not nailing our goals as quickly as we would like to? I am going to answer that question for you. We're going to talk about three ways to become, right? Becoming has been a hot term. Ever since, you know, Michelle Obama released her book a couple years ago. And so we're all about becoming. So what I want to make sure today is that you have a clear understanding of what's required to actually become. Okay. So that's the actual goal today. Like Lisa, what's required to become and how do I become? So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. What's actually required? So here's the thing. Everybody has goals. And when somebody has a goal that they want to achieve, here's what I notice: There's two pivotal questions, two super important questions that we should be asking when we have goals. But what I noticed is that most people only ask one of the questions and they never ask the second one. So when we have goals, most people want to know, The first answer to the first question, which is, what do I need to do? So if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to adopt a plant-based diet, for example, if you are trying to start a business, if you are trying to get out of debt, most people ask the important question of, what do I need to do? But what most people fail to ask, and this is the number one question that we should be asking, who do I need to become? very different question. So when we have goals, we're asking, what do I need to do? Tell me what steps do I need to take? Where do I start? Right? Because we want to know what should I be doing? However, never, I'm not going to say rarely, never (laughs) as a coach, never have I been asked the question, who do I need to become? And so if you have goals that you've been trying to achieve for quite some time, and it doesn't seem like it's moving as quickly as it needs to move, then the question that you are likely neglecting to ask is, who do I need to become? And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you today three ways to become who you need to be in order to accomplish your goal. Okay? So Who do I need to become in order to accomplish my goal? And not just what do I need to do? Because even if somebody lays out every step for you, even if someone breaks it down in the simplest format, step one, do this, step two, do that, step three, do this, you'll be surprised, even with the blueprint, how many people are unable to execute. And the reason we're unable to execute is because we haven't asked, who do I need to become, okay? So the steps don't matter if you don't have the characteristics traits and if you're not the person who can execute the steps. Am I right? Like the steps don't matter if you haven't become the person who can execute on the steps, all right? So let's dig in and let's answer this question. How do I become? So here's the first way. We're gonna go over three ways to become the person you need to be to accomplish your goals. So the first way that you can start working on the characteristics required to nail your goals in life is identify what your strengths are. What are your strengths? Meaning, are you just as strong in the opposite of your strengths as you are in your strengths? Yeah, Everybody's, we've heard of yin and yang. We've heard of balance. And what most of us do is we lean into and focus heavily on our strengths, which we should do, absolutely. However, there is value in taking inventory of our strengths and then making sure we're pouring just as much energy into acknowledging the weaknesses that comes with the strengths, because every yin has is yang, right? And so I'm going to give you an example of this. So I should say three of my strengths are discipline, self-control and consistency. I am really good at those three things, naturally. I don't know what happened that made me good at them. It's not something that I can recall actively working on over years and years to sharpen and develop those traits. I am just good at discipline, self-control, and consistency. And I'm really proud of the fact that I'm good at those things. But what I realize after being a health coach for so many years is that Those are traits that don't come as natural for other people. That's why I realized that they are a strength. They are part of my first nature, right? I am naturally good at discipline, self-control, and consistency. But here's the thing about it. If I'm being completely honest, I am not so good at spontaneity. I am not so good at going with the flow. And I am not so good at deviating from the plan. And those are all opposite of discipline, self-control, and consistency. And so what happens is, you know, while I am shining in those areas when it's time to be disciplined and self-control, we all know that things happen in life and in our relationships that require spontaneity, require you to be able to go with the flow, require you to be able to live in the moment. And if I'm being completely honest, I had to work really hard to sharpen those traits. Because the discipline and the self-control and the consistency, like you lay a plan or if I set a goal for myself, like I'm going to do this for the next 30 days, or I'm not going to do this for the next 30 days, or I'm going to save this amount of money, or I'm going to consistently exercise this many days a week. That's my jam. Like, I'm going to get it done. It comes to me easily. But when it comes to being spontaneous, when it comes to going with the flow, when it comes to like living in the moment, guys, I had to work on that. Like I had to work really hard on that. I had to be in friendships and things that require me to be more of that. And so when it comes to who do you need to become, the best place to start is by identifying your strengths and then identifying, am I just as good at the opposite of this strength? Because while discipline and self-control and consistency are three very much admirable traits that I'm super proud of, That doesn't mean the opposite of those are not important and necessary. And so what we can do sometimes is if our strengths are things that other people aspire to be, we can kind of hang our hat on that and think, I don't really have nothing I need to work on. Like everybody's out here trying to be disciplined and have consistency. And I got that in spades. But the truth of the matter is, I also, in order to be like a successful business owner, in order to be a good friend, I actually need some spontaneity in me. I actually have to be able to go with the flow. I actually sometimes have to be able to say, to hell with my workout plan this week. You know, this came up, this happened differently. I'm not going to beat myself up about that. And I need to be able to flow with life sometimes. And so if you are trying to figure out who I need to become in order to accomplish my goals, start with your strengths, but start with the opposite of those strengths. So for me to be a great, speaker in order for me to be a great coach it required me to absolutely develop these characteristics because i couldn't be so regimented and so tight and so strict that i couldn't enjoy myself when life happened or when some spontaneous opportunity came up so these traits were important in business and these traits are were just important in my social life and so you really want to be careful with believing that it's okay to have a strength and just ignore whatever the opposite of that strength is. It's super important that we master both, right? And so what are your strengths? And are you just as good at the opposite of those strengths? So that's gonna be really important to identify because here's the thing, while one trait may be your first nature, it's perfectly okay to make the opposite of it your second nature. Okay, so whatever is not your first nature, you need to make it your second nature. So don't just think that my strengths can be my strengths and then now I don't have to work on anything else, right? So that is the first way to become. Identify your strengths and then do a self-assessment. Am I just as good in the opposite of those strengths? Because what I used to do is, I used to expect people to conform. I used to expect people to conform. Like, you know how people always say, This is just who I am. I'm the type of person who blah, 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 blah. And we just expect people to conform. Like, I like plans. I don't like to be surprised. I don't like, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. And so you want those people who go on vacation and you like to know the whole itinerary for all five days. You know, you want those people who say, I'm on a workout regimen and I cannot miss a day or else I'm all of a sudden a failure. That used to be me. So I had to evict all of that in order to enjoy my life more. But for somebody who's not good at discipline, somebody who's not good at consistency, somebody else who's not good at self-control, they need the opposite. Right. They need a plan. They need to have accountability and fail safes in place so that they will stick to the plan. But that wasn't my issue. I had a problem with deviating from the plan, which can cause just as much disruption in the quality of my life as sticking to the plan. You need to be able to do both. You need to be able to toggle between both in order to have a well-balanced life. And so what are your strengths and are you working on the opposite of those strengths? That's number one. Number two. So the second way to become who you need to be in order to be successful in life is to identify and get clear on what you want. Now, I have a mastermind and I meet with my mastermind two times a month. And in my mastermind, this is something that we've been working on in the past couple of weeks. I did not know. I had no idea that people had an issue with articulating what they wanted. Like this has been a big deal in my mastermind group. And one of the goals that my mastermind group had is they had to identify what they expected out of life versus what life expected out of them, right? This was one of their assignments. And when I say life expectancy, I'm not talking about how long you'll live, but I'm talking about how you want your life to look. Like what are your expectations for your life, okay? And one of the things that came up with in my mastermind group is that my masterminders they were really having an issue with even verbalizing what they wanted. They were like, I don't know if I'm worthy of calling in what I want. I'm not sure if what I'm asking for is too much. I'm not sure if I'm deserving of all that I want. And it was this beautiful, it blossomed into this beautiful conversation around self-worth. It blossomed into this beautiful conversation about Deserving. And it really blossoms into this beautiful conversation about permission to dream again. So, listen, if you have goals and you're like, I want my life to look different, you know, I want to be free, I want to enjoy my work, I want to have thriving relationships, I want to have financial freedom, time freedom, geographic freedom. The one of the ways to determine who you need to become in order to get all of those things is to spell out in grave detail what you want. And that way you can reverse engineer and say, well, what's required to have that? So here's what I mean. For example, to be a full-time entrepreneur, okay? Because I wasn't always an entrepreneur. I used to have a nine to five. The last nine to five I had was as a social worker and many years ago. And I think I quit that job back in 2012. And so in order to become a full-time entrepreneur, One character trait that I needed to become is that I needed to be self-motivated, okay? That was a trait that was required for me to be a full-time entrepreneur. I needed two things. I needed to be self-motivated and I had to have a strong work ethic. So who did I need to be in order to be a successful entrepreneur? Self-motivated and a strong work ethic. Really important character traits if you want to be a full-time entrepreneur, okay? So what did I have to do? I had to release the nine to five mindset that said I could get away with doing mediocre work and still get paid the same amount every two weeks. You don't get that same privilege as an entrepreneur. (laughs) You don't get to show up mediocre a few days out of the week, a few days, whatever, and still expect to make the same amount, right? In order to be successful, And you get to define what successful means for yourself. But in order to be your definition of successful as an entrepreneur, for example, you have to be self-motivated and you have to have a strong work ethic. Why? Because as a full-time entrepreneur, for example, there are no consequences if I wake up at noon. I could work up at 7 a.m. and get to work, or I could wake up at noon and get to work. There are no consequences for starting at noon. None that anybody else is going to put on me. Of course, there's consequences in my business, but I'm not gonna get written up. I'm not gonna get put on probation, right? I'm not, you know, gonna get called to my boss's office. If I start work at noon as an entrepreneur, that's my choice. And so, in order to be a successful entrepreneur, I needed to be self-motivated. I know I wanted to start work early as if I was getting dressed, getting in the car and driving to somebody else's job. So my office in my loft is literally a few feet away from my bed. Now, what type of self-motivation is going to be required for me to get up every day, right? Get dressed, get my day started as if somebody was expecting me to be somewhere and get in my office and get to work. So... When you are looking at what do I need to be or who do I need to be to accomplish my goals, you have to start with what do I want? I know I wanted a successful coaching business, right? And again, I get to define what successful looks like to me. That means I wanted to work only a certain number of hours a week, I wanted to service a certain number of people each year. I wanted to make a certain amount of money. I wanted to be credible. I wanted to have integrity. I wanted to attract certain opportunities. And so for me, that requires a lot of self-motivation because a lot of the stuff I got to go out and get. Like as an entrepreneur, you eat what you kill. So I got to wake up every day and hunt, right? So it's not that I'm going to show up to my job when I was a social worker and the work is just waiting for me. As an entrepreneur, you create your own work. Right. And so we only eat what we kill every single day. And so in order for me to be a successful entrepreneur, I had to be self-motivated. And then I also had to have a strong work ethic. I cannot half-ass my work. I have to show up every day with a level of work ethic that I can be proud of every evening. Like I cannot in my personal life, like go to bed knowing I could have did that better. I could have showed up better. I could have been sharper when I did that thing, when I wrote that thing, when I said that thing. And so for me, my work ethic had to be really high. So if you are trying to figure out who do I need to become to accomplish my goals, start with what you want. Now, here's a caveat before we move on to number three. Because remember earlier, I told you that my clients that I have in my mastermind program that I run, one of the issues that came up when I gave them this assignment to identify and spell out what they want was they had a hard time doing it because it felt wrong. Sometimes it felt like too much. It felt like I should just be satisfied with keeping a roof over my head and food on the table. Like what I'm asking for is too big. What I'm asking for is excess and it's above and beyond what I need. And so, I'm wrong for asking for this. I'm undeserving for asking for this. So let me submit this assignment to you in case you run into this challenge as well, okay? When it's time to spell out exactly what you want out of life, okay? Again, in my mastermind, we call this your life expectancies. When it's time to spell out exactly what you want out of life, number one, there is no fee for saying what you want. Like there is no crime you don't owe a debt. There is no penalty for articulating what you want. Like, if you want to be a multi millionaire who only works four hours a day. If you don't want to work at all, if you want to be a kept woman, a kept man, if you want a body like you don't want to just be disease free, but you want a small waist, you want your thighs to look like this, you want your hair to look like, like you get to say that you get to call that in. Sometimes we have a hard time working on who we need to become because we have a hard time identifying what we truly want. And when I say identifying it, I'm saying taking it out of your head taking it out of your imagination and putting it down on paper, articulating it verbally, and dare I say, even telling somebody else. Like you get to dream. You have permission to own what it is you want out of life. And once you do that, then you get to sit down and say, okay, based on what I want, who do I need to become? Okay, so in case you have challenges with this exercise, I just want to give you permission ahead of time to claim what you want. There is no crime in it. You are not wrong for wanting more than what you need. Can I say it again? There is no crime in desiring more than what you need. I get where the mindset comes from. I understand why it would feel icky. But there is no crime. There's also no crime in dreaming and imagining. And here's the final piece of advice I'll give you with number two, calling in what you want, is this. This assignment of identifying and getting crystal clear on what you want out of life, this assignment has nothing to do with what you have to do to get it. This assignment of calling in, writing down, proclaiming what you want out of life has nothing to do with what you must do to get it. The only assignment here is to say it. I wanna make that very clear. The only assignment is to say it. And why am I emphasizing that? Because you have to detach from the work and attach to the desire. Just because, You don't want to work for anybody else and you want to make a certain amount of money and you want to live a certain lifestyle. Maybe you want multiple properties on multiple coasts. Maybe it has to do with your romantic life. Maybe you want a a mate that looks like this, that sounds like this. Like it's not all about their personality, but you want a certain aesthetic and you feel ashamed for saying that. Like whatever it is, do not attach the work that's required to get it with the desire because what came up in my mastermind group with my clients was when I asked them to identify in black and white what they wanted, instantly a few of them started telling me how hard it would be to get it. They started telling me, oh man, that you know, I would have to quit my nine to five and lose that security. We're not on that step yet. We're not on what's required to get it. The first thing and the only thing I'm asking you to do is identify what you want. Remember earlier I said there's no fee and there's no penalty for saying this is what I want. And that is very different than saying, okay, now what's required to get it? And so some of us, we haven't become who we need to become in order to live life on our terms because we literally have fear with calling in and making plain our desires Never mind the fact that you got to learn how to run a business, that you are going to have to resign from your nine to five, that you might have to move, relocate for your dreams. Like you're going to have to have a tough conversation with your partner about your dream. We're not on that step yet. Just what do you want? Like detached from the work and attached to the desire. Okay. And then once you attach to the desire and detach from the work that's required, then you get to say, okay, based on the things that I desire out of life, Who do I need to become? So similar to the example I gave you earlier, in order to be a successful full-time entrepreneur, I needed to become self-motivated and I needed to have a strong work ethic. That's who I needed to become, okay? And so now you get to do the same thing. What do you want your professional life to look like? What do you want your social life to look like? What do you want your finances to look like? What do you want your friendships to look like? What do you want your health to look like? What do you want your spirituality to look like? Like, Have you taken the time to go through every area of your life and define what the hell you want? Because if not, how will you know who you need to become? You don't even have a desire. You can't be generic here. Like, I just want to feel good, right? Like, I just want to be able to afford basic things. Like, no, 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 no. I need you to go into detail and don't be afraid of going into detail, right? And if feelings of self-worth start coming up, if feelings of undeserving start coming up, now we know, okay, this is what I need to explore. I need to become somebody who feels like they deserve this thing, right? So now we start getting clarity on who we need to become based on what comes up when we do this assignment. When you think about resigning from your nine to five and being full-time as an entrepreneur, if you start feeling immense amounts of fear, you're like, oh, okay, I need to become a little more fearless. Maybe I need to develop courage. So I need to become courageous. That's who I need to become in order to achieve my goals. But we won't know that if you have not identified what you want, all right? So that's number two. That's number two to becoming. Here's the final one. Y'all ready? The final thing that you can do in order to become who you need to become in order to be successful is latch on to a possibility model. Possibility model is a person, okay? So latch on to a possibility model. So a possibility model is someone who is literally modeling and maybe has achieved or has arrived at where you intend to go okay and so increasing your proximity to your possibility model is one way that you can become who you need to be in order to be successful in this area of your life again i don't care if it's health i don't care if it's your profession i don't care if it's your love life i don't care if it's your spirituality if your it's your social life maybe you want to bigger and better social circle, be more outgoing, do more fun stuff in life, like whatever area of life you are trying to impact, one way to become who you need to become is to latch on to your possibility model and gets to modeling them. Now, let me make a couple of things plain here. When you identify a possibility model, right, someone who's kind of doing things that you want to do kind of, you know, saying things that really resonate with you. Let's get super clear. This is not about modeling their behavior because your ability to model their behavior is relative. It all depends on what stage you're on versus what stage you're on. Like, If your possibility model is somebody who's on stage 10, they're on level 10 and you're on level two, you got to be careful with modeling the behavior of somebody who's on different levels for you. So Lisa, what do I model? If I'm not modeling what they're doing, what am I modeling? You're modeling their beliefs. Very different. So listen to me very closely. When you are trying to become, okay, and you latch on to a possibility model, somebody you trust, somebody you maybe look up to, somebody you admire, right? They are your possibility model. Your goal, first and foremost, is to increase your proximity to them, right? So maybe you're unknown to them right now. Maybe you watch them, you observe them from afar, but you're unknown to them. My advice will be if they have an offer or an opportunity where you can increase your proximity to them, do so. It may or may not require an investment. Maybe they are a coach, maybe they are a mentor, maybe they have a group or a mastermind or something that you can get in so that you can increase your proximity to them. Because in order to truly understand and know what they believe, what mindset they have, you have to increase your proximity to them so that you can ask questions. But here's the thing. Remember earlier I said when people have goals, they typically ask one of two very important questions. The two important questions are, what do I need to do? That's the one people always ask. And the second important question that people fail to ask is, who do I need to become? But now that you've listened to this (laughs) and now that you maybe have identified a a possibility model, you're going to, one, increase your proximity to them by investing to be closer to them. but then. Once you increase that proximity, you're now going to ask that question, who do I need to become? And you're going to ask that question in a multitude of ways, right? You can ask that question straight up like, "Okay, Lisa, you have a successful health coaching business. You're living your dream. You've said multiple times that you wake up every day and do what you love. I want that type of professional satisfaction. Like, I really want to do more of that. So you might ask me straight up, who do I need to be to do that? Like, who did you have to become, Lisa, to exit from your nine to five mindset, Lisa? Who did you have to be to dream something in in your mind and then get to work to come to fruition in real life? Like, who did you need to become, right? You might ask me that straight up. Or you might ask questions that are a little more specific. You might ask a question like, how did you overcome the fear of X? Like, Lisa, I noticed As a health coach, you go live all the time. Like you speak all the time. I see you, you know, do events and panels all the time. You're on social media. Like it appears you don't have any fear about showing your face and putting your voice out there. You have a podcast. So you might ask your possibility model, like, how did you overcome the fear of becoming a public figure? Because that's my fear. Like, I want to do what you're doing or I want to do something similar to what you're doing, Mr. and Mrs. Possibility Model. But I have this debilitating fear of being on camera, right? So who did you need to become to overcome that? That is the benefit of increasing your proximity to your possibility model. If you stay behind the scenes and they don't know you, then you'll get to hear only what they want you to hear. But if you intentionally invest your proximity to them, you get to get your questions answered, your specific questions answered around who you need to become, right? You know, you might say, how did you deal with starting to make more money and having a successful business that's profitable and maybe your friendship circle didn't grow as quickly. And so maybe they are still making what they made. And now you have more money, which gives you more freedom. Like, how did you deal with that with feeling like you were outgrowing your friends? Right. Because maybe that's something you're worried about that's preventing you from accomplishing your goals. And so if you have a possibility model who appears to be doing you know, something similar to what you want to do, you get to ask those questions. How did you deal with Your new social circle that came with your entrepreneurial life and how did that, if it did, clash with your old social circle, which were, you know, friends you've had when you were still working a nine to five. All the fears and limiting beliefs you have about accomplishing your goals, living your dreams, get you a possibility model. It will change the game. Like me, I have two coaches, right? And so I have live Q&A sessions with my coaches several times a month where like okay coach like both of my coaches have million dollar businesses and so i'm like that's my goal to have a million dollar coaching business multi-million dollar coaching business and so now that i've invested to increase my proximity to my possibility models i'm able to ask them all of these questions like how do you find good talent because i know to scale my multi six figure business to a multi seven figure business, I can't do it alone. And so one of the fears I used to have is around hiring people because I've had some bad experiences in the past. And so now I get to go to my possibility models and ask them questions about hiring so that I can take that limiting belief and flip it in my favor right? I need to hear their stories of hiring and firing. I need to hear their stories of having new money or maybe being the first seven-figure earner in their family and how they deal with that. How do they deal with survivor's remorse? How do they deal with feeling like they should pay for all their family's problems? Like, I know that's where I'm going. And so now that I have a possibility model, somebody that I can model what they believe, that helps me to become the person I need to become to be successful, right? Because becoming is all about what character traits need to be refined and developed in order for you to be successful. Successful meaning not just accomplishing your goal. Let's get that straight. We need to stop thinking that success is all about accomplishing the goal. Success is accomplishing and sustaining. It's just like I lost over 65 pounds many years ago. I wasn't successful when I lost it. I'm successful because I've kept it off for years, right? So I don't want to just accomplish my goals. I want to sustain my accomplishments. And so when you identify a possibility model and then when you increase your proximity to them with intentional investment, which may be money, time, energy, whatever it is, then you can figure out what their current beliefs are and how you can model their beliefs. Remember, you want to be super careful with, Modeling their behaviors. I'm going to give you an example. So one of my coaches who, like I said, has a multi seven-figure coaching business, right? Like I want. And she recently started doing like really high-end production for her live videos. Now, if I was just looking at her to model what she was doing, I would think, oh my God, I have to invest all of this money to get these highly produced and sophisticated live videos. But I know the level I'm on versus the level she's on doesn't afford me that. Because number one, she has an entire video editor and producer on her staff. I don't have that. So you want to also have the discernment to to be able to look at your possibility models and not just say, okay, I need to do exactly what they're doing to be where they are. That is not the right approach. But what you do want to understand is, What are they thinking? What mindset do they have? What beliefs do they have around their capability? What beliefs do they have around the market that they're in? What beliefs do they have about money? What's their money mindset? What's their beliefs they have about entrepreneurship? And I want to model that because if I'm able to model the beliefs of my possibility model, you know what that is? All that is, and this is so dope, is rehearsal for what you want to happen. That is gold. Listen, if you're looking at somebody and you're like, yes, I want to be as confident as them or I want to speak as well as them or I want to have a successful business like them or I want to have whatever, right? Like, first of all, what we need to stop doing is acting like comparison is bad. I am so sick of people telling everybody, stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to other people. Uh, no, no. Like, can comparison be bad? Absolutely. There's a level of comparison that can be toxic. We all know that. But let's be very clear. Comparison, if used properly, can be extremely fruitful. That's what I'm doing. Like, I'm looking at my possibility model and I'm comparing where I am to where she is in a healthy way, right? I want my professional business to follow a similar trajectory as hers. And so I increase my proximity to her by investing in her programs and her mastermind and her coaching. And I then have that opportunity to ask questions, but not about what to do, what to do, what to do. It's about who did you become versus where you started. And what's so cool about one of my coaches is one of my coaches is a black woman who's from Detroit like me. And so she had that similar hustle grind lost no matter what mindset that a lot of Detroiters have. And so she was a beautiful possibility model for me because she kind of comes from where I come from too. And she started her business here. And guess what she did? My possibility model actually moved west just like that's my desire. It's like so crazy. The more I got to know her and her story, I'm like, wow, that's the exact path I want to take. And so comparison in this case was healthy. And so now that I know the intricacies, you know, that I know about her business, about her life, I am able to ask questions about what she believes so that I can model those beliefs. So I'm going to say it again. The dopeness, the value in modeling what your possibility believes and thinks is that it is rehearsal for what you want to happen. I don't know if y'all understand the gold in this. Like if this was a live speaking engagement in in person, I would have paused for applause because let me tell you why this is so important. Most of us, and we don't even realize we're doing this, but now you'll be hip to it. Most of us in our minds, we rehearse what we don't want to happen. It's called worry, y'all. That's what worry is. (laughs) That's what anxiety is. That's what worry is. It's rehearsal for what you don't want to happen. So. If you're able to latch onto a possibility model who already believes the things that you need to believe in order to go where you're trying to go, you get to focus energy on that. You get to prioritize those beliefs so that you can start rehearsing what you want to happen, which means you're going to spend way less time and energy rehearsing what you don't want to happen. It's like a gold mine. <laughs> because most of our limitations are mental. Like y'all know this already, right? Like most of the reason why we're not where we want to be is because of the mental limitations we have. And it's because we're in our minds constantly, constantly, constantly rehearsing what we don't want to happen. <laughs> but if we had access to new information, if we had access to new belief systems that we needed to adopt in order to become who we needed to become, and we started focusing on that new belief system, on that new money mindset, on that new professional mindset, on that, you know, mindset about who we are and what our capabilities are, and about having like courage and belief in ourselves. Like if we started focusing on that, like, okay, my possibility model says they are a hundred percent secure in their ability to deliver all right i need to start being more confident in my ability to deliver i do have receipts i do have experience i am a badass in this field you know you start believing something different because your your possibility model said they used to have low self-esteem they used to have a low self-image but here's what they started thinking in order to get rid of that old defective mindset and move into a space of possibility. They stopped thinking in lack and they started thinking in abundance. Okay, so I need to start thinking abundance. I need to stop thinking that there's limits on access to resources in this world. And I need to really understand that lack doesn't exist. Damn, I keep hearing my coach say, lack doesn't exist. She says it every time we meet, lack doesn't exist. Damn, you look up in two months and you like, shit, lack doesn't exist, right? And you have a new mindset, like there's abundance opportunities and an overflow of resources, okay? Like your coach will grill that in you if that's what she believes and that's what you're gonna be attracted to because that's where your biggest limitation is. And now you get to rehearse what you want to happen as opposed to constantly thinking and lack and limitation and constantly rehearsing what you don't want to happen. You're now going to be applying for opportunities or applying for funding or applying to be in a pitch competition and you're going to be envisioning the win. You're going to be envisioning the yes. Why? Because you have adopted a new belief system courtesy of your possibility model. This is good stuff, right? This is just brilliant stuff. So when it comes to your goals, the question that we have to start adding to our questions is who do I need to become? We always ask, What do I need to do? How did you get there? How did you get that? How did you get that opportunity? Stop asking, what do I need to do? And start asking, who do I need to become? Both questions are equally important. Don't get me wrong. You absolutely need the steps. You need the steps. But even what I've experienced personally as a coach for many years, okay? I have two signature coaching programs and I have a mastermind that I run. And what I noticed is that even when somebody has the steps, even when somebody takes the time to answer for you, what do I need to do? For some reason, only a small percentage of people are going to thoroughly execute on those steps. Why? Because nobody has asked, who do I need to become? So that is what this was all about. So let's review. There were three ways to become who you need to be in order to be successful. The first way was identify your strengths. What are your strengths and are you just as sweet as the opposite of those? Likely, no. It's very unlikely that you are equally sweet at your strength as you are the opposite of the strength. And remember, the example I gave was I'm really good at discipline, self-control and consistency, which means I wasn't good at the opposite of those things, which are going with the flow, spontaneity, living in the moment. I like stuff to be planned. You know, I'm one of those people who go on vacation and have an itinerary. Like on this day, we're going to go to this museum. And on this day, we're going to go see this. And then we'll rest on this day. You know what I mean? And so I had to get into a practice of also enjoying being in the moment as much as I enjoy being on itinerary, right? So if you are trying to decide who you need to become, number one, look at your strengths and what are the opposite of your strengths because your strengths are your strengths. They good, you can check that off. But more than likely, in order to have a balanced life, a balanced business, you know, a balanced social life, balanced relationship, you need to be just as good at the opposite of your strengths as you are at your strengths. So that's the first way to become, okay? The second way to become who you need to become in order to be successful in life is identify what you want and don't be scared to do it. Like saying what you want has nothing to do with what's required to do it. Nobody's going to jump out the bushes and be like, ah, you can't have that, like... I promise you it's not going to happen. I'll put money on it. You get to say what you want. And it can be above and beyond what you need. Don't I just want to keep my lights on. You don't have to be modest in your desires. Like you get to dream big. You get to desire what you want. If you want to travel, if don't talk about, I don't know how I'm going to do that because I take care of my parents. And so travel is not available to me. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you the circumstances that was keeping you from traveling. I said, what do you want? Your only answer should have been to travel somewhere new every quarter. I want to go somewhere at least four times a year. Lisa, you are not going to get striked down by saying that. Do not start telling me what the circumstances are that are preventing you from having what you want. I did not ask you that. I asked you, what do you want? That was the end of the question. Don't answer any other question except that. Well, Lisa, you know, I want a multi-million dollar business that does this and does that. Well, then say that, but I, I don't have a skills. I didn't go to school for that. I never ran a business before. I'm too old. I'm too this. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask why you thought you couldn't have it, did I? I didn't ask what your limiting beliefs were about it. I said, what do you want? Okay, so that's number two. Identify what you want so that then you can get clear on what's needed to get it. Because likely in doing this assignment of identifying what you want, you are going to discover some feelings that are gonna come up. Ooh, I got fear around this. I have trepidation around this. I have shame around this. Maybe you want to service, you know, a certain population of the community, like uh, battered women or people with STD, something, but you like, I still got shame around that in my own story. So while I want to help that population, it's going to require me to tell my own story. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. Okay. Now we know what we need to work on. The shame, right? And identifying what you want, you get to discover who you need to become. Does that make sense? Okay. And then number three, the final way that you become who you need to be in order to be successful is latch on to a possibility model And start modeling not what they're doing, but you start modeling how they're thinking. And so, the way you start modeling how they're thinking is by increasing your proximity to them. This is very important. Okay. So, you most of us have possibility models who don't know we exist, (laughs) right? We just like we consume their content. Maybe we read their books, you know, maybe we listen to their lives. Maybe we follow their YouTube channel, whatever. Your possibility model might be a big time celebrity or it might just be somebody local, whatever it is. But if you can, can you invest in increasing your proximity to your possibility model so that you can ask the pivotal questions that you need to ask in order to think like them? Not so you can do what they're doing, because depending on what level you're on and what level they're on, you may not be at the level where you can do what they're doing, but the thing you need to model when it comes to comparing yourself to other people that you admire, which there's nothing wrong with comparison. Can we please stop acting like comparison is a four-letter word? The way you being able to accomplish what they've accomplished is that you start getting a better understanding of what beliefs they have. How are they thinking? Because when you start modeling how they're thinking, you have the opportunity to start rehearsing for what you want to happen as opposed to spending all your mental time rehearsing for what you don't want to happen, okay? So it opens up a great opportunity for you by having a possibility model. I'll talk to y'all soon. Ciao. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food, plant based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need the plant protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.